Welcome to the Daily Challenge. Every day on the Challenge of Self Podcast, it's your daily dose of motivation elevation. So rise to the challenge, don't stop, because we will see you at the top. Hello and welcome to the Daily Challenge, a bite-sized motivational snack for your week exclusively on the Challenge Yourself podcast. I'm Dr. Joy. It's been a while since I've been able to grace you with my presence, but I have had a loss, a deep, deep loss in my life. And I wanted to hop on to say I'm back and to also say I'm back and I'm grieving, and I am not okay, but I'm okay. So today's theme is how to best address someone that you know who is grieving. So really, it's grieving um, and learning how to converse with someone who is Grieving from a pet to human being to the loss of a job, loss of income, loss of a way of life, divorce, you know, all of these things. Um, a lot of us don't know what to say or do for that matter. And so I wanted to take some time to talk about that because I have had quite a bit of time <laughs> to experience what it's like to lose someone you love. My dad and I really, really had a unique relationship. We, I mean, were able to talk about sports really got each other when it came to the drive to succeed, the drive to do better than you did before. But one interesting thing is that I never thought I would ever watch my father pass away. I imagined sometime in his late 90s, he would just go to sleep and peacefully die in his slumber. But dad had a significant event and in having cardiac arrest, really never truly recovered as we thought he would. Walking that two and a half weeks with him through what I like to call this marathon ventilator and then off the ventilator and seeing, are you going to wake up? Are we going to see signs of life? And realizing that he wasn't waking up in a way that neurologically would have helped him to be able to sustain life and get back to the life that he had been living. So when we took him off the ventilator, I remember 
what I was saying to his brain and his lungs, breathe, right? Because for the lungs to breathe, there's got to be messaging from the brain that goes directly to the lungs to breathe. And dad passed that with flying colors. It was a beautiful moment when he came off the ventilator and they rolled the ventilator away. I celebrated. But it was short-lived in terms of realizing that the neurological function and really the respiratory issues that come with being on a ventilator can be the kiss of death. So not to belabor the point or make anyone sad. Many of us have lost people. We've lost the people we love along the way in this life. And if you haven't lived long enough and you will. But what I want to talk about is what comes on the other side. After my dad had his final breath, I remember the nurse coming into the room a little bit later and and saying, take all the time you need with him. And she said, can I get you anything? I didn't want to be my normal sassy self and say, can you bring my dad back by any chance? But (laughs) I thought about saying that. She brought tissue, you know, for us to, you know, if we were crying or, you know, just if we needed and just let us have the room without interruption. I appreciate that. I appreciate the room without interruption because when we left that hospital room and we went out into the world, a world without dad in it, it was almost a freakish time. It was almost like a cruel joke. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about. The cruel joke that the person that I've spent my whole life with is now gone. I can't bring him back. And there was nothing anyone could say to really shift or change What had happened? Now, for those of you who are Christian, you follow followers of Christ, and you've read the Bible, you know that Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. But here's the thing. While I wanted my daddy back, it would have been selfish to have him back in the condition and the pain that he suffered. 
I'm going to say it again. While I wanted my daddy back, it would have been selfish to have him back in the condition with the pain that he was suffering. Even to get him to a place where he could be in a long-term care facility would have never been what he would have wanted. And I know that. But this is where surrounding yourself with people who are going to be like good soul food, good fried chicken, mac and cheese and collard greens, candied yams for your soul. I even just had like a chicken pot pie from the diner that was like one of the best meals I've had in a long time. But that comfort food for the soul is what you must surround yourself with because people don't know how to respond in times like this. I remember reading some comments and I kept seeing the same comment over and over and it doesn't, there's no slight to anyone who said it. But I want to talk about my rationale in helping people to understand how to address grief. Sometimes saying my condolences, I, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around the meaning of the word because I was in a, it's like a, a, a haze going through the day going through the night over and over again, planning for my father's memorial service, planning in the midst of a lot of hectic pace with a lot of moving pieces and family. And a lot of you know how that goes. But what was interesting was when I saw the word condolence, it didn't click to me. Like what? What does that even do? And I really wanted to ask, what do you think condolences mean? Also, sympathy, right? This idea of sympathy. My deepest sympathies. Thank you, right? That's the obligatory statement is thank you. Because sympathy and empathy are different. Those who have lost a loved one, and particularly a parent, can understand and have the empathy. And then also have the sympathy of I see you in your pain and I want you to know that I feel for you in that pain. Sometimes it's not my deepest condolences or I'm praying for you. Sometimes it's it's just I just want you to be encouraged 
to take one hour at a time. Maybe it's a poem that sheds or spreads some joy and light and peace. Maybe, just maybe, it's just a voice message or, you know, some sort of message from you that says, there are no words, but I want you to know I am here for you. You may not know what you want right now, but any time that I can be there for you, I will without hesitation. Sometimes people just want to know you're there. They just want to know you're accessible, available. Sometimes we don't need to hear about the prayers as much as we would love to read the prayer that you've actually written or have you call and pray with us. Sometimes it's all about sending a playlist of songs that can uplift Also, it may be about just really posting a quote, because we don't always know words to say, a quote that resonates. During my dad's memorial service, I read a poem called Remember Me. And in that poem, the... The, the person who is speaking has passed away and is saying, you know, remember me during the spring and the summer. Remember me, you know, as you go about your day. And don't cry for me. Right? Rather, remember me as I was. Remember me. And may it Basically, it was saying, may it make your life better. Make it, may it make you strive harder. So I want to put out there that there are many ways to share in people's grief, whether it be sharing a meal, whether it be writing a poem or prayer or, or expressing a thought telling a story, or just being a presence, a silent but solid presence. It can make a world of difference. And so I just want to share that for you on the daily challenge because one, we've lost almost 600,000 people to the pandemic. But in the midst of that, we've also lost countless others to many other illnesses or accidents, unforeseen circumstances that have occurred. And for my dad, it was in many ways an unforeseen circumstance. And when you get that phone call, that everything's not okay. And you're like me, who is a fixer. And you want everything to go 
well. You do everything you can. You research. You you talk. You try to get this person to wake up. And then you run that race with them when you realize it's their race, not yours. But I ran alongside my dad during the last two and a half weeks of his life. And as I ran alongside him, I recognized, I recognized his courage and his strength and his fight. And it was one of the greatest races of his life. He was a marathoner, so it was really important. It was one of the greatest races of his life. And so there's no need to say, I'm sorry. There's no need to say, I just send my condolences. Sometimes it's okay to say, I'm grateful for the race your dad ran. I'm grateful for the life that he lived. Please let me know if there's anything that you need during this time. It's okay. It's hard to have the words to say. But one of the hardest things that I had to do in my life during this season was to hear the same thing over and over again. And I think the first time I heard, how are you? What can I get for you? What do you need? I think I almost burst out in tears. And it was recently because I was like, wait, you're asking me what I need? Really? Me? And sometimes that's the greatest gift of all. Because even if we decline is that thought that goes deeper than words, that goes deeper than a message on social media is deeper. Sometimes when someone's grieving, your silence is more important than your words. Your silence in standing with that person and just being a calming force is so critical. Because not everyone grieves the same. Not everyone is going to have the same timeline. And your timeline and how you have handled things may not work for someone else. So I want you to be on guard. Because these days have been full of a lot of pain for a lot of people. In loss, people have lost. But conversely, we have the capacity for greater joy and we have the capacity to support others as they run their race. And we have the capacity to give 
a measure, a heaping cup of our own joy, if we have it, if we have it on the inside, to share that with someone else, to share that I am here and I see you and I will remember you. We'll get through this together. I hope that what I've shared has given you some food for thought. As always, catch up with us on thatwednesdaylife.com. You can email us at hello at thatwednesdaylife.com. Make sure to check out the show notes, whether you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or Bullhorn or um just wherever podcasts are, because there's so many different places to listen to podcasts, check out the show notes and then get connected to us. Follow us on socials at challenge.courage. And don't forget, um, also, our new Twitter name is at Ashley and Joy. So please say hello to us there. Thank you for allowing me to speak about my dad and about the journey, at least a little bit, a little tidbit. And I appreciate you being patient with us, um, the Challenger Self family, as we continue moving forward intentionally and thoughtfully without trying to push too hard to get back up to speed. The speed I feel like I've set right now, the, the, the speed set is where I need to be. And that's the place I need to be right now. So that being said, challenge yourself. Don't be a challenge. Have a good one. I will challenge myself, I will honor myself, possibilities, opportunities, I will not hold back 100%, no jealousy, only legacy, I will challenge myself, cause there's no one like me, no one like me, making history, world changer, I got this, chain breaker, I got this, risk taker, I got this, I got this, and won't quit.